0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lore Candy. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened so far, and a hearty welcome to everyone listening for the first time. This week we are continuing our series on the major characters of the Warcraft universe, this time diving into the important figures for the Horde, both past and present. If you're more of an Alliance player and don't care about the Horde, we covered all of those characters last week, so feel free to go back and pop up that episode. For everyone else, let's get into the background and history of some of the biggest names for the Horde. Any good analysis of the modern Horde is going to start with Thrall, the big green orc we all love, and who got a serious character model rework in that safe haven cinematic. Thrall is the son of Duratan and Draca, two orcs we read about in the novel Lord of the Clans. Duratan was chief of the Frostwolf clan, Hand was killed by assassins sent by Gul'dan, because Duritan had figured out Gul'dan's plans to enslave the orcs to the Burning Legion shortly after the First War began. Thrall's parents originally named him Goel, and you can see him referred to as such at a few points in game. After his father's assassination, Thrall was essentially abandoned, he had no parents, and he was found by a knight named Aedalus Blackmore, who gave him the name Thrall. He was raised as prisoner and slave to the humans until he joined with Orgrim Doomhammer to free the orcs still kept captive by the humans. He fled an entire continent away to Kalimdor, and reformed the Horde after its dissolution following the Second War. He aided and made allies with the Darkspear Trolls, and the Bloodhoof of who joined the Horde. Then the Warchief, he led the Horde against the Burning Legion at the Battle of Mount Hyjal, the culmination of the Third War. Thrall was much more peaceful than the warchief superseded him, joining with the alliance to defeat enemies larger than his own world, and subsequently attempting to forge relationships with alliance leaders including Jaina Proudmoore and Varian Wrynn. During the Cataclysm, he stepped down as warchief and had Garrosh Hellscream, son of Grom Hellscream, who we'll talk about of course, in another episode, take his place as leader of the Horde. He did this so he could use his shamanistic powers to aid the earthen ring in combating the unstable elements of Azeroth and helping the other dragon aspects again, we'll cover those in another episode, to defeat Deathwing. After winning that fight, Thrall turned his attention back to the Horde to again try to hold things together as Garrosh had begun making decisions, such as the bombing of Theramore we talked about in the last episode, that many of the Horde's members did not agree with. During the Siege of Orgrimmar, Thrall and other Horde leaders overthrew Garrosh, and Vol'jin the troll was selected to replace him. We've seen very little of Thrall over the events of Legion and Battle for Azeroth other than a cinematic or two here and there, but Blizzard seems to be setting our favorite orc up for a comeback. Sylvanas Windrunner, our Forsaken Queen, also known as the Dark Lady, the Banshee Queen, the hottest undead that ever lived, whatever you want to call her, she became her current undead self when, during a Scourge invasion in the Third War, she was killed by Arthas Menethil, then the Lich King using the cursed sword Frostmourne. Instead of merely killing Sylvanas, Arthas used the sword's dark power to sever her soul and turn her into a banshee as a punishment for all the resistance she had given against Arthas in his campaign. At first, Sylvanas was under the Lich King's control, but as his powers began to weaken, Sylvanas was eventually able to break free and reclaim her body. She then made it her goal to destroy Arthas for what had been done to her. She formed the Forsaken faction, the most powerful and largest grouping of mindful undead, and they collectively joined the Horde. Though not that they had a whole lot of choice in the matter, the attitudes of the alliance races are very negative towards the undead, even though many of the Forsaken were and are their friends and family. After Arthas's fall at the end of Wrath of the Lich King, Sylvanas attempts to kill herself by falling from the top of Icecrown because her goal is complete and she feels that she has nothing else to live for. But she is brought back by the Valkyr, who we will talk about again in another episode, making a pact with them that as long as the Valkyr live, Sylvanas lives too. At this point a good chunk of the Horde distrusts Sylvanas because of some of her shadier actions, which range from covert plans, and whispers of her chasing after greater and darker power to outright trying to assassinate Thrall, which we all know is very uncool. Players are very curious as to where these storylines will take Sylvanas and the Horde as a whole, at least I know I am. Now we can't talk about Sylvanas without immediately going over her partner in crime, Nathanos Blightcaller. He was born Nathanos Maris, and he is a pretty interesting character. Though he is now Sylvanus' right-hand man in her evil deeds, he was and still is the only non elven ranger lord ever trained by the Farstriders in Quel'Thalas, making him unquestionably the best human marksman to ever live on Azeroth. We know he was close to Sylvanas, but just how close can only really be speculated, as the depth of their relationship either before his death or after has never quite been spelled out. After his death, Nathanos was brought back to life and cared for by Sylvanas and her Valkyr, which is why he looks decidedly less undead and rotten and fleshless than many of the other Forsaken. And this very fact alone calls into question the depth of feeling Sylvanas had for him before she became the Banshee Queen, so it'll be pretty interesting to see how Blizzard fleshes out that part of the story. Garrosh Hellscream is another former Warchief of the Horde. In the timeline, he becomes Warchief from Cataclysm to the end of Mists of Pandaria, when he is replaced by Vol'jin. He is the son of Grom Hellscream, who was the first among the orcs to drink demon blood and be corrupted by fel magic. The reason Garrosh and some other orcs managed to retain their classic brownish-red skin is that they were affected by a disease called the red pox, and therefore quarantined far away from where these events were taking place. The demon blood drinking and whatnot. Garrosh featured early in WoW's timeline, most notably being the leader of the Horde Offensive in Northrend. Over time, Garrosh began to lose sight of the honor and purpose of the Horde as his lust for power grew. He even took it as far as trying to resurrect an Old God during the Mists of Pandaria expansion, which is really bad since the Old Gods want to destroy us almost as much as the Legion does. Not quite, but almost. He was eventually defeated in the Siege of Orgrimmar instance by the players and a few key Horde leaders. For now, we are going to leave Garrosh's biography there, though there is more to cover in the alternate Warlords of Draenor timeline, but that gets real confusing, so we're just, we're just, we're just gonna stick with the real timeline for now. Now, let's talk about trolls. Vol'jin was a shadow hunter, essentially a hunter who can use shadow magic, and war chief of the Horde for a brief period in between Garrosh and Sylvanas. He opposed Garrosh's barbaric decisions from pretty much the beginning, feeling that the death and destruction wrought by the Warchief was not in line with an honorable Horde. He was eventually forced out of Orgrimmar by more bloodthirsty orcs, and came to settle on Darkspear Isle, where we meet him in the Troll Starting Zone. In the timeline of Mists of Pandaria, Garrosh's assassins attempt to kill Vol'jin, and as a result he goes into hiding, quietly starting a rebellion within the Horde to usurp the Warchief. As mentioned before, he assisted in the Siege of Orgrimmar and became Warchief with the Blessing of Thrall. Spoiler alert, he is wounded during the beginning events of the Legion expansion, and before he dies he names Sylvanas as Warchief, believing he is following the advice of his Loa, or spirit guides, but it was another supernatural force guiding him, though at this point we're not too sure what that force was. And if that was a spoiler for you, where have you been for the last two years? Next, let's talk Bane. Bane Bloodhoof is the High Chieftain of the Tauren in Molgor. Cairn Bloodhoof is his father, and Bane only became chieftain because his father was killed in a duel with Garrosh Hellscream. Bane has always been one of the loudest and clearest voices for peace with the Alliance, and a person Anduin Wrynn has often called a friend. Though he wishes for peace, he and his people remain a part of the Horde for stability and security's sake. In recent times Bane has been one of the most openly rebellious Horde leaders against Sylvanas, even going as far as openly thwarting her plan of using the risen Derek Proudmore against Jaina, and instead returning her brother to safety. I think Bane would make a great new Warchief, but we'll see how this all plays out by the end of the next expansion. Next let's talk about two very important High Elves, and I know how much everyone loves High Elves. Kael'thas Sunstrider was the prince of Quel'thalas, as well as a powerful mage and member of the Kirin Tor. After the Lich King corrupted the Sunwell and destroyed Quel'thalas, Kael'thas took his people away from their homeland, changing their name from the Queldori, meaning High Elves, to the Sindorei, meaning Blood Elves as we know them in the game. Kael'thas joined with Illidan to try and regain some of the arcane magic his people had lost when the Sunwell was corrupted. But later betrayed him to kill jaden when he was promised his people could be restored to their former state which of course didn't happen because the legion sucks kael'thas was killed at tempest keep but brought back to the planet by the legion his purpose then being to summon kill Jaden to this world through the power of the sunwell this plan was thwarted as well and he was defeated for good at least until blizzard of course finds another way to bring him back then we have Lorthamar Theron. Lorthamar is the current leader of the Blood Elves and retains the title of Regent Lord of Quel'Thalas very regal. Uh, he fought alongside Sylvanas before her fall into undeath as a commander of the Farstriders, that elite high elven ranger corps. Uh, he was second in command under Kael'thas Sunstrider, but took leadership of his people after Kael'thas' betrayal and death. Lorthamar was one of the Horde leaders, again, to assist in overthrowing Garrosh. And there we go, the Horde characters whose names you need to know to even begin to navigate this giant pool of conspiracy and murder that is BFA. And World of Warcraft in general. Apart from the factions, there are other really interesting characters such as the Lich King, Deathwing, Ashara, and others, and that's what we'll be talking about next week. So join us then, too. For a deep dive into our favorite fire-breathing, tentacle-having, demon-slaying, cursed-sword-wielding characters on the next episode of Lore Candy. If you do have any suggestions or questions or anything else for the podcast, go ahead and send me an email at lorecandypod at gmail.com. Otherwise, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Lore Candy. It's candy for your nerdy little mind.